Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 155, Dream On Part 2. Today, I'd like to explore the borderlands of falling asleep and waking up. Hypnogogic hallucinations occur while falling asleep, while hypnopompic events unfold while awakening. While the so-called hallucinations involved can be visual, auditory, or tactile, most are visual, with kinetic shapes and colors, depictions of people, or images of animals. I first discovered the fun of hypnagogic insights when I was in my 30s. I read about a way to easily induce them, lying in bed, hold an arm at 90 degrees, with the elbow resting on the bed at one side. As sleep comes, I would lose postural tone and my arm would fall, waking me up to the oceanic flow of diminishing alpha waves with the emerging ripples of slower theta waves. Bits of poetry, ideas for stories, random insights, or fragments of them filled me with the gentle intensity, a la Star Trek Spock of a cosmic mind meld, a shared consciousness gestalt, Connecting with Source, the cosmic fishing intuition quest of Buckminster Fuller fame. He invented the geodesic dome along with many other wild, wacky, wonderful ideas. Whatever one calls it, entertainment abounds, sometimes with some useful thoughts to satisfy the I-must-be-productive trap. From Thomas Edison to Salvador, Salvador Dali, many notables have utilized some technique to access this fertile territory. One can also hold a spoon or a ball or any object that will make noise when dropped while falling asleep. The sound will instantly pull one back from the brink of the abyss along with some potentially creative gifts. Semi-lucid, loose cognition, laced with weird associations, unusual connections, unique links, and bizarre bridges. The equally dissociative state during hypnopompic times may also comprise visual, auditory, and kinetic stimuli, including a feeling of weightlessness, flying, falling, or even out-of-body experiences. The term hypnopompic was coined in the late 19th century by Frederick Myers, who was a key figure in subliminal, transmarginal, and psychical research. He also created the term telepathy and was an early member of the Society for Psychical Research, established to explore thought transference, mesmerism, mediumship, Reichenbach phenomena, also called odic force, apparitions, haunted houses, and finally seances, all with the hope of exposing fake or fraudulent practitioners. He fully supported the stated purpose, quote, to approach these varied problems without prejudice or prepossession of any kind, and in the same spirit of exact and unimpassioned inquiry, which has enabled science to solve so many problems, once not less obscure nor less hotly debated, close quote. From the beginning, the transitional wake-sleep-wake states I am discussing today have provided the possibility for exploring the edge of consciousness, the netherland margin where phenomena beyond scientific understanding reveal themselves. And perhaps they are connected to other means of seeing or receiving information to which some people clearly are particularly attuned. For my own purposes, I've always considered the hypnagogic state one of creative inspiration and the hypnopompic one of seeding intentions. I've trained myself over the years to awaken into breathing in appreciation and breathing out compassion, 
two core values I continue to develop. I also began in my 40s to create what I call my morning heart songs. Requests, intentions, affirmations, prayers, use whatever term is most comfortable for you. These reflect deep desires and guiding principles and are a series of simple, silent sentences that I enter into as I awaken. An example would be, I choose to live a long and healthy life. This phrase is not spoken, but rather felt, suffused throughout my being, embodied in that in-between time twixt sleep and wakefulness. One could call these morning heart songs magical thinking, but they're not. Although believing that such utterances can shift reality does evoke and involve true magic, a practical way to clarify, concentrate, and consecrate intent, as one does with mantras. The potency of such silent phrases is magnified because I am seeding them into those vulnerable consciousness borderlands where suggestion wields enhanced significance. Doesn't most transformation arise from persistent, purposeful, sacred intent? I bring up these two distinct but related phenomena because I believe they represent a different type of information ecosystem, one that can be cultivated with practice. How to make the world more compassionate, just, and sustainable? At what point does one turn to and fully embrace the vital things that life is really supposed to be about? As they say, let peace begin with me. Ergo, let transformation also begin with me, using all tools available, including these states. In my daily doings, often comprised of internet grazing, Amazon consumer foraging, wading through a tsunami of daily emails, or creating yet another to-do list that too often feels like the classic rodent running wheels, falling asleep and waking up are two grounding points where I can easily reaffirm what is most important to me. Did you know that modern cars have an arrow by the gas indicator on the dashboard that points to which side one needs to pump gas? Useful info when renting a vehicle or driving a borrowed one. Did you know that there is a magnifier function on every smartphone, often found under settings, then accessibility? Two random facts I learned this past week. If I'm really about lifelong learning, the hypnagogic and hypnopompic states offer fertile ground for discovery. I encourage you to give them a try, to find some creative nuggets with one, and do some of your own intention seed planting with the other. Thanks for listening, and remember, as always, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.